Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Goodbye Bullshit, Hello Happiness. I am one of your hosts, you know me, and for those of you that don't, my name is Atusa, and I have my wonderful co-host Hollis with me from I Am Creative Publishing, Express Yourself Publishing, excuse me. And uh, I am so pleased today, so excited, so happy. Um, I have promised that I'm not going to cry, um, but I have one of my favorite, um, well, she's graduated client. That's here, Lakeisha Adamson. She is a wellness consultant for kidney transplant recipients. Um, she has been a kidney transplant recipient herself. And today she's going to share her story with us, her journey to wellness, and um, what are the things that she had to say goodbye to, what bullshit she had to say goodbye to, to find her happy path. So I'm just going to hand over the Mike, sort of, to Lakeisha to introduce herself. Tell us about herself a little bit and her journey so far. So, hello, everyone. Um, once again, Lakeisha, and I received a beautiful gift of a kidney um, organ five years ago. Um, and my plan with that journey that I went on, um, which was a lengthy journey, um, and it was also new for myself. Um, I created a business and a space to serve and support individuals who are themselves waiting on a, tra um, a transplant or have been through the process. And I want them to help them to be successful throughout this transition, the second part of their life. Um, with doing that, I learned a lot over the last six years. I received the news back in 2015 uh, from my nephrologist that my kidneys were failing. Um, at that particular time, I was functioning at 16%, and that's 16% out of 100. Um, and I have a great relationship with my doctors, and I looked at him and I stated, well, I'm gonna do this the natural way. And he said, what does that mean? I said, I'm gonna eat from the earth, I'm gonna take time off from my job, I'm gonna exercise, I'm gonna get therapy, I'm gonna do yoga, and um, I'm gonna make it to get my organ. And he stated, and I said, I want no dialysis, no additional medicines. And he looked at me because I'm very determined with my doctors and everyone else. I have a strong personality. And he said, I'm going to agree with your plan. Um, but if you have a medical emergency, you may wake up on dialysis. And we shook hands. And from that moment on, I had a medical team and a holistic team. Um, and so I was so grateful that I had that person in my life that um, he believed in me. He had confidence in my plan that I did the research and I was going to stick to the script. Um, with that being said, it's an emotional toll on you because after I left that appointment, I still had to go back to work and function as a professional while thinking of my plan in my head. Um, but what I did was I researched the foods I should eat. Um, I did not have any processed foods. I cooked every day. I, I really ate from the earth. Um, I had to read like retrain my mind of what food was and what it tastes like and when I was hungry and what was necessary for me. I had to listen to my body. Um, I also incorporated acupuncture once a week. I had did yoga therapy and yoga therapy is, is different. Um, you are placed in yoga moves and believe it or not, being placed in those moves, things um, moves, things come out. 
So a lot of things came out that I was holding in from this process. Um, I made sure I had movement every day and I made sure I had a tight support system um, for my transition. So that's my plan I created and I was able to successfully make it to the operating table a year later um, at 6% with no dialysis, no medical emergencies, no additional appointments and no additional medicines. Um, and so that's what I want to help other recipients or individuals waiting on organs to do. I'm not a licensed doctor, nurse, therapist, or nutritionist, but I know what works for me. The experience and knowledge um, and the resources that I had and were provided to me, I want to share with others. It makes no sense to keep all this information to myself. Um, so I want to create a plan for my clients with their medical team about their needs. And it can look simple as creating healthy meals for them, the things they should eliminate, things they should incorporate. Um, also movement or additional resources they may need because it may not be available in their communities or their areas and share that knowledge with them because not everyone shares with you. And I had a great support system in different areas that gave me little nuggets that I needed. Um, also being mentally prepared for this transition, you have to be mentally prepared because on one end of the spectrum, you're looking at death possibly. And I had to plan accordingly. And I had to let people know of my plans and my wishes. And that was hard. And then all of a sudden you have this gift of life. So your brain has to switch. So you, that's why, that's where the therapy came into place. That's where also I met Altusa and she came in to help me after my transplant. Um, so, I enjoy working with clients. Um, the benefit I get is to see individuals succeed and get an understanding and like, wow, I can do this. Oh, this really helps my numbers look different from my doctor, which you're saying is actually correct. I can't eat healthy and it tastes good. Yoga's not that bad. Waking up and meditating before I go to my phone or turn on the news, it really does calm my blood pressure down, makes my day better. Um, learning how to set healthy boundaries with the people I love and support, um, that's okay. Choosing myself first is not selfish. Um, it's just an act of kindness to myself and I should do that. Um, and also after the transplant, continuing, because we are always kind of like the kids in a bubble. We take medicine every day to suppress our immune system so our organ is not rejected from our body. So that's a whole nother ballgame you have to think about you cannot get major illnesses or sicknesses. And so just think of the world we live in now with COVID, it's extra pressure on us to keep ourselves safe. And so how do you deal with that? How do you explain to others? Please don't come around me if you're sick or you've been traveling. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a lot to um, take in, but with all the right components for your individual plan, you can be successful. And so that's my goal and passion now. I'm just living out my dream, um, sharing this knowledge. And I'm really, really so happy that you're doing it because it's such a wonderful gift to give others. A um, lot of people don't, uh, may not know all the things that go with getting a transplant. And it's for you, what I love is that one of the main things was that you were in touch for with your body, with yourself, to have that conversation with your doctor. A lot of times I see people just blindly say, 
okay, my doctor knows best. No, nobody knows best. Mm -hmm. You know best. You know what this body needs. And what uh, made you be that strong to tell your doctor that this is what I want? This is how I want to do this. Because at that point, I think for a lot of people, fear kicks in and they just hand over basically the keys to the body over to the doctor and say, you're in charge. To answer that question, it was like twofold. Um, in my life, I saw two of my relatives go through dialysis and it was very hard on their body. And I felt it made them weaker um, and, and it didn't do the opposite. So I always just kept that in the back of my mind, not knowing that I would have to deal with it myself, but I was just thinking like, I wouldn't want to do that. And that's every other day. Um, and you're tired and your body tired and you just solely see them, their health decrease. Um, so that was one memory I had. The second memory, um, in college, I used to have um, very bad stomach pains. And I had a college um, physician said, tell me that I'm not able to process meat correctly. So I need to stop eating meat. So that's when I started researching about healthy foods and diets and, and what I need to do to incorporate that. So that started my creative journey with food. So um, between the combination of two, when he said that to me, I automatically knew no to dialysis and I'm going to eat from the earth. My food is my medicine. So I'm going to do that. <laughs> the only thing I had to work out was my employment. What was I going to do? That was my biggest issue. <laughs> That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Um, one other thing I wanted to ask you is what are the things that on this journey you found out that it worked for you? And what are the things that maybe wasn't so great and you would change it, you would do it differently now? I would say one thing that worked for me was real, um, realizing that I needed help after my transplant. Um, and I know most people be shocked and say, you should be on file nine. You should have been on file nine. You have the gift of life. Someone, my cousin donated her organ for me and I'm grateful and I appreciate it. And I'm going to love her to the end of time. And I appreciate everyone that was involved in it. But that was a hard time um, after my transplant. I came to you like two years after my transplant because I was at my lowest point. Um, and no one else would know that but me. Mm -hmm. um, the reason I was at my lowest point is because I was in mourning and I didn't know that. I had to mourn my life before the transplant and I had to get familiar at the person that was staring at me in the mirror that I had no clue who she was. I didn't know what she liked. I didn't know the different places she would go. <laughs> like, who did she want to be in her life? Um, what made her upset? I didn't know this person. Like, what is your dream job? Because I had to retire early because I was waiting on the organ. So here I am retired at 36. I know most people be happy, but what do you do? So when I came to you, I had no clue. And I still was trying to be tough in your office, in your chair. I'm like, I'm okay. I'm just here to talk about a few things. And before you know it, I'm bawling. So I bawled in your office every week for months. And you allowed me to have that space, but you also encouraged me to sit in it, acknowledge it, embrace it, figure out where it's coming from and what it's trying to tell you to move on because I had to get 
over the conditioning and blocks I had in my previous life to move forward. And I wasn't used to sitting with this emotion. I wasn't used to screaming in the pillow, Altusa, or doing the homework you had me do, but it worked. Um, and over the weeks, I got better and better, I got stronger and stronger to identify, oh, you like this, you don't like this. Oh, this person no longer needs, needs to be in your space. It doesn't feel good to let people go in those transitions, but I did it out of love, but we don't serve each other any longer. Um, and so, or things I used to like to do, TV shows I like to watch, everything changed. Um, figuring out what I want to do in my life. Do I want to sit at home where everyone else is working and going to the spa, the grocery store? I want to use my brain. I have degrees. I have, still have student loans. I have things I need to do. So I wanted um, to explore. And so I had to deal with my personal issues before I can even move on to this new life and live my life through all my five senses. I can be honest with you now, when you ask me a question of how I feel or what I want to do, you're going to get an honest answer before you probably wouldn't have got that, gotten an answer. I would, oh, been, yeah. I would have been Miss Adamson in a suit and answering your question. Now I'm fully Lakeisha or Keisha as my family calls me. Um, but you're going to get an honest answer from me. And if I don't like something, I don't. I, I know now that I need to respond to life, the life that God brings to me. I need to sit in it and figure out if it's a yes or a no and be okay with that because I listen to my mind, body, and soul, like my gut. And I trust myself now to make those decisions. So that that was one thing I'm happy about I went through. Um, something I would change I didn't think about the people that were my support, my support group. And when I say that, I'm going through this. So I'm just focusing on my goal, my end goal. I want to stay alive. I want to get this organized. I have to stay healthy. Um, I have a mom. I have a brother. I have a cousin. I, I, I had someone I was living with, and they're going through it also. But I never thought about that. I didn't think about when he would come in the house, he would give my name to make sure I'm not unconscious so he can hear back. That's a lot to wait on someone. I didn't think about what my mom and brother and my family is going through that I possibly may not be here. I mean, I had to have iron transfusion. When my mom came to visit, I was like, oh, you can just go with me to this appointment. Not thinking she had to sit and watch her daughter for two hours have an iron infusion while I'm surrounded by other patients like cancer patients and things of that nature, what that did to her um, or letting people know, letting my cousin know, these are my wishes. It's my paperwork um, and I want this to happen. And I wish I would have done a little better with that. Uh, thinking about the other side, how they were feeling. I was just taking it as a, this is my task and I'm gonna follow through and I'm gonna keep moving. So that was one thing I would like to change because just now I'm hearing more and more from them about their feelings. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot. That's wonderful. One thing I want to add, and then I'm going to have Hollis ask you some questions. This lady, she's right. She would come to my office, sit in the chair. Okay, Lakeisha, how are you doing? Oh, I'm good. I'm like, okay, how are you now doing? You're talking to me. Tell me, how are you doing? How was your week? So I had to constantly give her that reminder that, hey, you're not, I'm not anybody. Okay, I know what's going on inside. Even mm -hmm. if you're not gonna tell me, either I go pull it out or you tell me how you're really feeling. Yes, yes. 
And one thing you told me, and I tried to test it out because I'm that person, you said, never lie to me in this chair. Always be honest with me because I'll know. And I tried to lie. And she called me and she said, we wasted 20 minutes because you didn't want to tell me the truth. And so I never done it again. I just tell the truth. Yeah. See, we, we had to do some arm wrestling at the beginning in order to for her to fully admit how she's feeling and how she's doing. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm really proud of you. And she definitely has her voice back and her family teases, her family and friends tease her about that band. That throat chakra open and we cannot do anything about it. It's open now, forget it. <laughs> no shutting it down. It. No, yes. no. Yes. Hollis, I'm sure you have some questions. Oh my gosh, just listen to the story. I mean, first I wanna start off with just saying that there's this whole expression repression thing. It's like here you were in survival mode, like in listening to it because you just got to deal. Like this is what it is. You're very pragmatic. It's like, okay, this is what I have to deal with. There's emotion attached to it and all this, but okay, I got to take care of things. So boom, boom, boom. And I just think it's a really nice... I think it's important to acknowledge because with your story and with so many, what people do, we get into this routine of just kind of checking off the boxes and taking care of things, but not actually, you know, um, living and being in it, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, I wasn't feeling, I was numb. I took my feelings away from it. It was, it was a task and I need to come up with a solution so I can't, the emotions of it and the feeling of it, because then I'll break down and then I wouldn't be able to get to point A to B and C. So I kind of went numb. Yeah. Which is what we do is total survival. Yes. Yes. But, but then I thought it was really beautiful what you mentioned about that whole stopping to see what other people were going through. Because that would be a huge, I mean, that's where these conversations happen. Yes. Yes. Um, and it leaves you really vulnerable and open. Very much so. Um, because it's scary for everyone, but you're the one living it. So you're like, they're not, I didn't think that you were that scared or thought about it. Um, I mean, I had to send my doctor recommend I send a letter to my family and that was huge. I have a close knit family. Um, and I had to send a letter. And in true Lakeisha form, I sent it in colorful envelopes. So they thought it was something fun coming from me, but really it wasn't. It was a letter about my plea and what I was going through. And that was a lot because I'm not open and vulnerable, but I had to be. I, I made a promise to God that it took another human being, several human beings to have me here today. And what I will never do is take people for granted. I'm always going to be intentional when I'm in a space with you. You're going to feel that you were with me when you leave. And so now I should be vulnerable and open because I needed that. I, everything that happened happened for a reason for me. Um, and so it was hard to hear the stories because it brought sadness where I was numb. It opened me back up. But I'm happy that they are willing and open to share with me because that's going to help me to help the people that I work with in service, that they can take a look at the people that are supporting them or around them to kind of give them more love and support where they can before the end. Like I'm trying to do, I'm trying to be like, sorry, <laughs> or I didn't think about that, um, which they don't want. They are perfectly fine about what I was going through, but I'm just the person that's trying to say, 
I really do love you and I'm thankful that I had you. And I didn't, I'm sorry that I didn't even take the time to think about what you were feeling and going through. And I think part of that too for you um, is that you allowed yourself, again, going back that you were closed off to yourself as well. And once you were willing to open up and be vulnerable with yourself, go inside and put your walls down and look at yourself. And now from this place, you gave that gift to your family as well so that now they get to be vulnerable with you because now you don't have those walls and they're not afraid because a lot of times people don't notice the way we're all interacting with each other is from behind our walls and if somebody brings their wall down you're like hey if they brought their wall down that gives me permission to bring my wall down and talk to them it's sort of like coming out like is it safe? Oh, it's safe. Yeah, we can talk. Let's talk. And uh, I think that's another gift that you've brought to your family. And I love because when we all heal, when you heal, you get to heal the other people around you. Yes, which is beautiful to experience and see. I love that part. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Such a gift. I mean, you're just bringing so much knowledge and so much to a topic that isn't, I, I don't know for sure, but I'm just gonna say a topic that isn't really spoken about in this way. Like you're giving people a guide to walk through because kind of what I wanted to ask, and this isn't the right word because someone didn't have to, it wasn't a hard, somebody didn't die to give this to you, but is there a sense of guilt with anything attached to anything? Yes. Um. I didn't even tell my cousin, this particular cousin that gave me the gift, I didn't even let her know because she just graduated from college. Uh, she was living her life in her 20s. So I was like, I'm not going to bother her with this. So I didn't tell her during the first go round. I just happened to mention it to her when we went out to dinner and she was shocked. And she was like, tell me what I need to do. And she went through the process. And I remember I was at an airport and my transplant nurse called me and said, hey, I have good news. Your cousin's going to donate. I said, oh, we were a match? And she was like, no, she's going to go through the kidney care program. And I said, what? I said, let me call you right back. And that's true. My true form, trying to control everything. I called her and I was like, do you know what you just did? You don't have to do that. If you're not a match, you don't have to do this. And she stopped me in my tracks and said, do you have a kidney that I don't know about? And I said, no. She's like, well, this, we're going to do this. And I said, okay. So we're going to do it. So I feel I, I have a sense of guilt because she's young and, and she has her whole life ahead of her. And I don't want anything to happen to her where she may need one. So I do have a sense of that. And then you have to understand when you make that decision, not everyone agrees with your decision. So she had to make have difficult conversations with the people that she loved about why she was opting to help me. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a lot. Um, so I do have a sense of guilt about that. Um, but she's just such a cheerful giver that she won't let me stay in that space. Good. She constantly reminds me that's why I was pulling. That's why God placed me here. He placed me in this um, D.C. area for all this to happen. And she was like, and she doesn't really want to talk about it. Like, even when they're celebrating our five years in July, she's like, this really is for you. This is not for me. <laughs> so um, I'm grateful for that. Um, forever. So I do have that 
that sense of guilt. Um, in addition, like when I was talking about mourning my old life, another piece I had to get over and have a sense of guilt for myself, three weeks before my transplant, I was in the process of freezing my eggs because once again, I'm in my late thirties and I'm like, I'm gonna do this before I do this because I'm steady thinking ahead. And I had to tell my team and my surgeon stopped and was like, oh, okay. I'm gonna have your transplant nurse call you. And I said, oh, okay. She called me and I was in a grocery store parking lot and she said, I heard you have some news, something you're doing. Can you explain? And I told her, and she had a nurse, a doctor call me, a female doctor who had a transplant and what she went through. Basically, they didn't want to tell me no, but their concern was with me doing this, taking the shots, having an egg retrieval, it can cause swelling or we can have a medical emergency. And do you need a kidney or do you want to freeze your eggs? Mm -hmm. So once again, I had I have guilt for that because I feel like I had to make another tough decision about a part of my life that I always wanted. And um, that has been a lot to deal with also. So yes. Thank you for sharing and thank you for being vulnerable in all of this process. Uh, But the story is so important and I'm just kind of, I'm processing everything, but um, like I said, it's repetitive, but the the topics that you're bringing up are not talked about. No. And who you're, what you're doing and what your goal is, is going to enlighten and bring so much to people's lives um, and make them feel safe through the process. That's my goal. I want to, I want them to see themselves through me because I actually went through the process. I'm not someone that I study this or I'm knowledgeable about, about this. I actually went through this process and I want to help you get through it just the way I did. So you can come out knowing who you are. I'm having a ball now in my life. I enjoy it. I have fun every day, (laughs) even in COVID, which is a sad part of life. I enjoy my life. I'm content. Um, Everything is not rosy, but it could have been a lot worse. So I'm okay. And I want people to feel this way because what they may be going through now feels like hell and it gets better. It's going to take a lot of work on your part and a lot of hard work. I look at it as like renovating the house. When I went to Altusa, she liked the character of the house, the foundations, the bones were good, but we had to, the popcorn ceiling, the wallpaper and new appliances, she had to fix. And, <laughs> and that's what I look at. I came to her, the essence of me was still there and it was still great, but I needed some help with like some fine tuning. And, and, and getting to know myself so I can be in this modern age. And, you know, sometimes, like you said, I graduate, but sometimes I have a leak, you know, a pipe bus or something, a roof or something, shingles happen. I had to come back in and be like, oh my God, this happened. What do I do? Even like starting this company of business, I went to her, I was like, should I do this? Am I on the right track? Am I crazy? Um, and so even about dating or things that feel good, I come to her and I'm like, should I do this? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. So it's always fine tuning. So like I sort of like we can become family. I can just go in there and be like, I need a moment. Yeah. <laughs> and she texts and everything. I'm like, I need a moment. So yeah. Yeah, she's I, I always love that that um I I don't like using the word client for my clients. I mean like they walk in the door as clients and none of them I think 
it's mutual too, not for me, not for them. They don't walk out as uh, clients anymore once they walk in. And um, one thing I want to for you to touch on before you uh, before we had to end the show is that you're also providing a support system for them that um, I want you to talk about that a little bit more because I think that's an important part of this work that you're doing so that they know they're not alone through this process, like, you know, for their groceries, cooking, walking. So you're providing that partner for them that is going to, it's like, you know, you know this, whenever they, my clients come, I say, you know, I'm going to walk this with you. I'll be there. I'm your support person. I'm your cheerleader. I'm all those things to you. And that's something you're doing for your clients. So could you please touch on that a little bit more? Um, so with my clients, I look at their medical plan with um, from their doctors and what they need and what they're comfortable sharing with their numbers. And I know the numbers because I lived it. Um, but so say if you need to learn how to incorporate um, more nutrition, nutritionist foods in your diet, well, we can do that together. We can come up with a meal plan. And with that meal plan, then I can virtually go to the grocery store with you because we're still in COVID. So I can virtually go to the grocery store with you and then we can choose a date where we cook and we cook together on Zoom. And so you can taste the foods and, and figure, and I can show you how to do this or add different oils that mm -hmm. make things taste good or herbs that you can use or even working out. You don't want to work out by yourself or you don't want to, you're ashamed to go outside because you may get tired or out of breath and people don't understand. We can work out together. We can have a yoga mat, I have weights, I have a bike, I have a treadmill. So whatever you choose to do, or we can just go walking together. I'm fine with that. And also, like I said, mentally and emotionally, explaining that you may need to go talk to someone. And I can be there to, to help you or to provide resources, but it's okay if you need to express yourself to someone. So I wanna come up with a, a personalized plan for them, what they need, but I'm gonna be there every step of the way. And even like, talking to your family. I even talk to family members about how did you do this? How did your family feel about this? So I'm willing to do that. And I speak to medical students um, about this process because I want them to go into the medical field being willing to listen to their patients because we may know about our bodies. <laughs> I agree with science and I appreciate all their knowledge and expertise, but I also know about me because I've been with myself my entire life. So let's work together. For this so i coach them and help them with the language and and resources and knowledge to go into that appointment feeling very confident about their decisions so i'm just with them every step of the way to the beginning to the end so they're you know they like like i just said they graduate and want to check back in <laughs> mm -hmm. oh my god lakeisha thank you thank you thank you i love you and i'm so 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 happy that you're doing this kind of work and um i'm also happy for those people that are gonna come to you that um they're gonna find you and uh, you're gonna bless their lives as well so i'm really excited i know we can go on talk about it but our 30 minutes we're actually a little bit over but uh you guys out there i put her information on uh, this link if you need to get in touch with her her email and her phone number are listed in my post and if you can't find her just dm me and i'll point you in the right direction thank you hollis thank you lakeisha and i wish you all a wonderful day thank you guys thank you so much thank you everybody bye bye